You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hadmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today, let's talk about speed of weapon acquisition, a.k.a. how quickly can you lay your hands on your weapon of choice. This kind of comes in the uh, realm of uh, two uh, product drops, so I'll get that little PR out of the way. I know through uh, TRS we've uh, recently dropped a two-plus-hour instructional on using a battle axe. We are talking old-school Viking style, and uh, I currently, we don't sell it on our side. If you want to you know, grab it, you'd have to get through them so you can pick up the Norseman battle axe, which is a thing of beauty. It's almost indestructible. We've beat the hell out of it. Uh, done what we could, you know, driving it through uh, old cars and car doors and roofs and windows. It's a lot of fun, a lot of Mad Max fury there. Um, but it's gorgeous, and I would also say two-plus hours, there's a devil in the details, uh, information there, things that uh, we, we, we've never dropped. We've never helped anyone to. Now, with that said, uh, we will be covering some of that on black boxing, and we have uh, had shied away from a little bit of tomahawk on our black box project for a little bit of volume because that uh, we were asked to, but now we're able to put... Uh, uh, you know, throw it all, all the cards are on the table. So we'll be back to doing that hot and heavy. Now, none of that material will overlap with what we do on the battle axe, but uh, they will be uh, kind of hand and glove, if you will, uh, hand and iron glove, and uh, lots of astonishing stuff. But back to a speed of weapon acquisition. Anyway, those of us who train weapons, and then the weapon can be the battle axe, firearm, tactical folder, a scream of sticks, pepper spray, like I said, the Viking battle axe, tomahawk. Now, whenever we use them, most of us likely spend our time uh, in guard or at port arms or weapon ready. In other words, our tool of choice is unholstered, unsheathed, unpocketed, unpursed, unquivered, and it's ready to go. And I'm not saying all of us do that, but most of the time is spent with the weapon in hand and working from uh, that tactical position. Our training is often drill-based or dual-pattern, D-U-E-L, as, uh, you know, facing someone mano a mano. Uh, that's also the problem with lots of uh, standard training is, uh, well, if you're looking, taking it to true self-defense, we're allowing this tit-for-tat back and forth, drill-based meaning. This means that all the preliminaries have been assumed, fake words have been had, the weapons are in hand, now we click the sticks, one through eight, adjust the paper, paper target up or down range, slash one, thrust four for reps, or apply the centurion's gladius to the post ad nauseum. But... In the New World, which is Frontier America, a premium was placed not only in prowess with a weapon at the ready, but also speed of weapon acquisition and how quickly and smoothly that weapon could be engaged tactically. In other words, we're not merely talking fast draw. We're talking fast draw and then immediately do the job. It's the uh, tomahawk equivalent, the firearm equivalent, the uh, frontier trade knife, buoy knife equivalent of um, Aido, which is drawing the sword directly into cutting and killing. Uh, matter of fact, in the most recent volume of Black Box, we talk about there's basically three ways you can do a tomahawk carry. We go into a great deal of detail on how to work this sort of drawing from uh, uh, the, the cross draw. And a lot of speed is down to how smooth you are. So before, uh, I think, uh, you know, Flea and Chad Smith, the rhythm section of the Red Hot Chili Peppers say if you can't 
If you can't play it slow, you can't play it fast, meaning absolute precision. You want all the uh, the hiccups out of the way. You want to be as beautifully smooth and accurate as uh, possible. The speed will come from that. If you're already bursting for speed, you're just going to train in all your hiccups and uh, your poor form. And again, the speed of acquisition, we're not just talking, you know, Old West fast draw, which I work. We're talking uh, speed on the draw with the knife, speed on the draw with the tomahawk, speed on the draw with your tactical fold. Anything that you have that you say that is a weapon that you love and adore, we're not talking just presentation, how good it looks on the belt or in the holster. It's how quickly can you get it out to use it. And at the same time, in the old school thought, it was how quickly it moves from how you carry it to being in hand to being engaged it's not pull and display is pull to kill so to speak or pull to use and again let us not assume that fast draw was mere stuff of wild west legend or applies only to firearms again we have numerous accounts of rapid speed at blade unsheathing fast uh, fiercely fast tomahawk draw and, uh, draws from the belt and arrows fired from hand with a uh, little preliminary I mean, I'm talking there are countless American Indian children's games, well, i.e. warriors games, as the children were warriors in the making. Most of these games were meant to be battle prep. So you're basically you're thinking about what we take and put people through at a boot camp uh, these days on Paris Island. This going, Well, this was someone's life sometime every day, all the time. And these uh, games ensure that the speed of weapon acquisition uh, was straight into tactical use. And consider this following account. This is October 1st, 1858, Indian Territory, later to be part of southern Oklahoma, Major Earl Van Dorn is leading a retaliatory raid against a band of Comanche and uh, Kiowa, if uh, my adopted tribe of Comanche, Numuru. At one point in the melee, Van Dorn becomes separated from his men and sees two warriors riding double. Van Dorn fires and kills the horse beneath him. According to Van Dorn, the two warriors hit the ground, rolled, and came up with bows in hand, each unloosing an arrow immediately. Now let's go to Van Dorn himself. This is his word. This is Van Dorn not writing for a military publication. He's writing to uh, his wife. Quote, my first wound was in the left arm. The arrow entered just above the wrist, passed between the two bones, and stopped near the elbow. The second was in my body. The arrow entered opposite the ninth rib on the right side and passed through the upper portion of the stomach, cut my left lung, and passed out on the left side between the sixth and seventh rib. Unquote. Now keep in mind, these people had a galloping horse shot out from beneath, uh, shot out from beneath them. They rolled, come up, and were still firing or ready to go from right then. If you've ridden, you know, one, falling off a horse is tough. And falling off a dead horse, tougher. Being able to just prevent yourself from being hurt, hoping you don't get hurt as you're coming down, that's tough. But to keep the wherewithal, to keep weapon in hand, come up and use it immediately, that's just simply astonishing. Now, Major Van Dorn was saved by suppressing fire from his arriving sergeant, and thusly lived to relate this feat of agility under a, f a, f a falling, flailing animal directly into precisely targeted tactical advantage. Now, there was a huge variety of games, i.e. drills, that were used to develop the speed of acquisition skill. Um, there's tons of these from the historical record, and I've cataloged these. As a matter of fact, we're putting together uh, a, a, a product project that has all listing of these games and we'll demonstrate the use and how to do them so you can either have fun with them for the historical recreation ability of it and actually how much uh, go they give to uh, your actual training work. Today we're going to focus on just one and this so-called game can be played <clears throat> with your weapons of choice. I mean, after all, you can carry the biggest gun in the land, the sharpest blade on two coasts, the toughest stick in the jungle. But if you can't get to it when you need it, it's the same thing as carrying absolutely nothing. It's just been all a waste of time. It's all for show. 
perhaps in a sense, it might be worse than nothing. It's been mere luggage. You've toted around and sunk hours into dual training and drilling with no effects. Keep in mind, if you train it all the time, but you don't have it, you could say you're the best carpenter in the world. Uh, but it comes time to build the house and you, you, you don't have your hammer, then you, I don't know. What good are you? All right, the one piece of uh, training we're going to work with, and again, we're going to focus this on uh, firearm, but it's done with everything. I work it with all of uh, the weapons. I work with Tomahawk. I work it with uh, Frontier Trade Knife, and I work it with the firearm. It's the poker chip draw. Now, the, you can use a, a coin if you'd like. The, uh, the drill is just one iteration of a kind of beat-the-drop drill that you can find throughout the historical record. But this one is one of the most entertaining descriptions of it, in my opinion. Okay, uh, the, we're going to go to an account of uh, uh, Western historian author Eugene Cunningham. Uh, this uh, he was writing sometime before 1934. This is him uh, having this poker chip draw explained to him by Henry Zablinski. was also known as Dutch Zablinski. Quote, for practice, there's nothing better than the so-called poker chip draw. Hang your gun to fit your arm. Now, take a poker chip and put it in the back of your gun hand. Hold the gun hand, and, uh, hand out at shoulder level. Turn the wrist deliberately to let the poker chip drop and pull your gun as if someone were uh, pulling to kill you. See if you can get it out, cocked up to horizontal and pointed as you'd point your forefinger at the target and a shot loosed, all before the chip hits the floor. Unquote. Now, keep in mind, let's break that down. Uh, often, whenever we introduce this, what people will do is they'll put the chip or the coin on the back of their hand. I like to use the poker chip to keep it historically accurate and lend that element of James Garner Maverick cool to it. Hold that hand directly out in front of you, and that uh, chip is on the back of your hand. Often, what happens is because we're saying is describing, take that hand. You turn the wrist till it falls, so the hand will be completely extended. Once it falls from your arm in extended position, then you go for the draw. There's a temptation when you're working this to have your hand extended and just drop the hand back to whatever you're trying to draw, whether it's the tactical folder, uh, the firearm, the tomahawk. And so, again, you're cheating the drill. The drill is to keep the arm extended, turn the extended arm until that chip drops, then you go for it. So make sure you're not shortchanging yourself if you give this one a go. Now, if you're working with a firearm, dry firing this drill is recommended to ensure the safety of those around you uh, and your own foot, of course. So we're talking about going this. Uh, actually, most of these were done dry fire. And it's interesting what they would do to make sure you were aimed correctly off of a dry fire drill. But we can't give away, you know, uh, I'm already giving you a little bit of free milk here. And you're going to buy the cow if I keep giving everything, uh, everything away for free. So there's ways to ensure your accuracy, even with a firearm, even when you're dry firing, and to find out if you went quickly right to where you need to be. These are absolutely gorgeous, but right now, this uh, poker chip drill is enough to kind of get you going there. Uh, there is, uh, uh, again, don't tunnel in on the firearms only, even though I'm describing it this way. I want you to run this drill through any weapon you regularly carry and work in dual fashion. So in other words, if you don't carry a firearm, don't do it with it. If you carry a tactical folder and you, you, you love it, do it. You carry a battle axe, do it with that. Carry a tomahawk, do it with that. If it's a pepper spray, if it's mace, if it's a, it's a taser, if you mean to get to it, this is, the, this is the weapon, this is what you want to drill with and get at it. And again, I work it with a six-gun, lever-action rifle, uh, frontier trident knife, bowie knife, tomahawk, all to useful effect. Now let's go back to Dutch Zaplinski. He's got a few more words to say here. Quote, it'll be some time before you can loose one shot ahead of the wrap of the chip on the floor, but practice will make you amazingly fast and accurate. Uh, he continues, Harvey Logan, also known as Kid Curry of B Butch Cassidy's Wild Bunch, could click out three shots to beat the chip. Now keep in mind, this is a single action, not a double action. All right, back to uh, Zaplinski. Whatever luck you have with the stunt, your draw will be improved marvelously. That falling chip is something to compete with. It keeps you at high tension, unquote. Um, 
That's uh, Kid Curry's uh, feet. That's uh, shockingly fast. And keep in mind, he just didn't use this to drill effect. We can never lose the fact that man was an outlaw. Uh, uh, he did use his skills exactly as you would think outlaw might. And by the way, Kid Curry spent a mighty interesting short time in my hometown of uh, Knoxville. We'll cover that another day. Again, weapon prowess is to be sought for. It is to be admired. But often it seems that speed of acquisition gets a bit of short shrift. Now, the poker chip draw allows us to bring a bit of that initial tactical advantage up to speed, literally, and make a mighty fine game of it while you're at it. And again, I can't say that this will get the speed there, but a lot of the speed can be hacked by making sure you're smooth as possible. And that will also get down to deliberately drilling uh, slowly. Um, again, well, we've got the recent material out on the uh, Battle Axe and, of course, on uh, uh, this recent RAW 228, which is Black Box volume. We've got so much going on talking about the smoothness of the uh, Tomahawk uh, acquisition. Of course, there's other material on there where we actually get into a Piap Suenero, which is hair-kicking. Uh, it's definitely, <laughs> again, an old Indian game for children that's uh, definitely uh, battle-ready. I'll put the links in the show notes if you're interested. Uh, beyond that, though, I think in the description, you're ready to go with the poker chip draw. Whatever weapon you're going to use, go to work with it. And it uh, actually turns a bit of a game. And it's, uh, it's a good deal of fun. All right, take care of yourself, crew. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>